18, motherfuckers. Yo, welcome back to episode 18. Um, we, we're back, another episode, some more shit chat. We were meant to record this on Friday, but why don't you tell them why didn't we didn't record? Sorry, we were meant to record on Saturday. Why didn't we record on Saturday, Dwayne? Where, where were you? What was going on? What's going on, mate? You were hungover? Is that right? Coward. Is this recording? Is that why you're not saying anything? Nah, it's recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fucking reeled me in. Is that why, mate? Uh, you, uh... I just wanted to like, just see you sit there for a bit, just yeah. with no response and no one here. I'd like you to address why, why we weren't recording Saturday. I was ready, ready to go. I got slightly tipsy on Friday night, and then I just felt awful yesterday. You weren't at a party, were you? No. You weren't you, partying. You're not allowed to party. Do I was going to say, you weren't over in a group bigger than five. No, you're okay. not even allowed to group bigger than five. You're yeah. not allowed to be around people inside. Yeah, I was going to say, because our law-abiding law listeners wouldn't want to hear things like that, as we're, you know, meant to be role models and all Plus that bollocks. I'm double-vaxxed, so... Oh, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Man doesn't break laws and that. I know, it's the new chat-up line. It's, it's, it's the new chat-up line, isn't it? But, like, if you were to go up to a girl and be like, what vaccine did you get? And you they're Pfizer? Like, yeah, she's not Pfizer, then I'm not about it. Oh, you're Astra. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a social status now, Ooh. isn't it? Ooh, God. Social status. Yeah. <sighs> Babe, you've be got to be looking Pfizer. Oh, my mm. God. God my damn. Love a bit of Pfizer. Pretty much most of our friends are now double vax, aren't they? What were they getting there? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Slowly but surely. Expected to be double vax, I think, within the... What is it? They're saying 80% by... Well, they're starting to lift some restrictions on the 10th or 11th, maybe? Yeah, they think they will be at 80% by the 11th. Yeah. And then the man them are going to be free. I'm like a bird, I always fly away. It was crazy. I don't know where my home is. Friday was, Friday was mad. So on in Bondi, there's like a big bit of green. Anyone who's not from here um, who's listening... Because there's be thousands of you by now. Um, there's like Correct. a big bit of green, and it was just absolutely rammed and packed, and it was just so weird to see. Because yeah. it all it feels like just life is going back to normal, which is which is nice, which is a, really nice. It was a bit intense that though. There's like way too many people. Yeah, because <laughs> obviously the law is now that if you're double vaxxed, you're allowed to be outside in groups of five, mm. and obviously a lot of people in Bondi would be double vaxxed by now. Yeah. But the issue is whenever you go out in groups of five in an area that's not that big, it kind of looks like a group of 150,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just in groups of five, but just piled together. Yeah, mate, we're all in fives, but we're all just standing yeah, next to each other. It was, it, there, was, there, was, there was a lot going on. But like at the start, because I'd, I'd gone down in the afternoon because the weather was really good. Mm. Just finished off my day, company Zoom call, just like by the beach. And mm. it was pretty pretty empty at the time and there's police come around asking people for like their either IDs to show that they lived in the area mm-hmm. or that they were double vaxxed and they were there for maybe 45 minutes and then they kind of left mm-hmm. and then that was pretty much it but I actually don't think the police really care mm. especially when it's the so east either. yeah I don't think so either yeah because we are you know obviously we're, we're yeah. privileged here yeah you know we're just allowed to do whatever the fuck people. we want yeah white people you just get away with it bloody everything mate you're lucky you're a part of us you can get involved as well you get away with it as well <laughs> I get the fear when I see them it's like Oakley come here right beside me yeah the police come up to you Don't why have you coerced why have you coerced all these white people to come out with you <laughs> in a large group what's going on here what is going on here but it's funny though because even on uh, you know the way you have like nine news Sydney yeah. and then they obviously do a lot of reporting on COVID and stuff. They were they did like a, a post about the fact that Manly and Bondi were like crazy, both, both crazy. And uh. on Friday night, the police had like had to tell the people to like go home and loads of people commenting be like tell them to go home. If this was like Southwest Sydney, <laughs> they'd be arrested and shot. <laughs> I'm just like there is a massive discrepancy between uh. high, and it's kind of annoying. But there's a massive yeah. discrepancy between high. It, People are treated in the east and the northern beaches compared to like out the west. Yeah. Like it's like it's literally night and day. Yeah, it's militant compared. Oh yeah. Would you uh, politely ask these ladies and gentlemen to vacate the area? That'd yeah. Be quite nice. Then out west is tear gases and get the fuck inside. Yeah. Like, but run. That reminded me of that song. Yeah, I know. Yeah, is that the song? Da, 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 yeah. Da, 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 run. run. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Edit that if you can. That's a little. Uh, I might do. Yeah, that's a good one. Um. You um, might have to pay for it, though. Yeah. No, I'm joking. Okay. No, you don't. No, we're not. Yeah. No, we're not. 
But um, but yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's uh, it's nice. We've all got a couple of things booked in afterwards, and it's just it's cool, man. It's cool. It's nice. It's a it's a good time. I'm happy. How have is, you been since our last? It's been like two weeks. <coughs> um, I didn't ask how long it's been since the last. Well, recording. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. What's been going on the last couple of weeks? It's how have you been, been since pre- your last yeah, recording? It's I've been, been two weeks. I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good. The weather's been like mediocre, but no, I've been good. What How's weather's been unreal? Oh, it's been like up and down. We've had a few rainy days. You know, the weather's let you in class. Has There's it? been like two bad days. Has it? Yes. Wow, I just haven't been paying attention. So, the sun's like you. Yeah. Well, there we go. I've been fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I've been fucking, fucking great. Yeah, though it's been it's been a good couple of weeks. Yeah. I've uh, got my Invisalign in. Oh yeah, which is great. Hashtag I, ad. I don't know if uh, you can uh, all hear it, but <laughs> I don't. I actually don't think you can. No. Uh, yeah, because no. my dentist and stuff is like, oh, you may have like a slight list because they're asking like, oh, what I do for work? Do I yeah. have to talk a lot? Like, not really, but I do do a podcast, and yeah. uh, he and her were just like saying. Oh, just in case you may end up with this, but it doesn't actually sound that bad. Sounds fine. You're like an influencer now, so this is like a paid ad. Are you going to talk about machina as well? By the way, I got this new, in case you know it, this protein powder I've got outside. Masashi. Masashi, yeah. 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 Um, and as you all expect, because Dan does everything that I do, Dan Dan has booked in for a consultation for Invisalign a week. Uh, he's never mentioned Invisalign to me once. Not once. Because you know what? Not once. And then what? literally a week into me getting my first aligners in, Dan was just like, eh, yeah, so I, I booked in for a consultation. Yeah, to get real in, funny, mate. Bit of a coincidence. I've actually booked in myself to see Invisalign as well a week after. Nah, look, the reason for that... And he that, also got the same pair of trainers as me as well. It's, well, become, no, it's, it's becoming it's, an it's, issue. It's black Nikes. It's becoming an issue. Look, you should... Shut up! Um, yeah, you should feel sorry. Police outside. There's probably some serious stuff happening. Uh, we're recording. Um, do you know what? You should feel flattered, mate. No, imitation isn't flattery. It's just annoying me. Well, do you know what? I um, I see a few bits and pieces. I'm like, oh, cool, I like yeah. that. I like that. That's yeah. nice. Cool. You know, do the same with a couple of other arm mates. Not all of them, yeah. but some of them. You know, like Jack. I've seen some of his stuff. I'm like, oh, that's quite cool. Yeah. I'll nick some of that. Mm. Seen some of yours. Oh, I'll nick some of that. And yeah. uh, you know, start getting a repertoire. Of things here and there. The Invisalign thing. I think it was like you did it and then a couple of other mates. My other mate had done it from work. And yeah. I was like, I never really like thought of doing it. But now I'm like, oh, maybe it would be. Co-. And I've seen pictures before and after. And uh, But like honestly, apart from that and dreads, I'm not doing anything else that you're going to do. <laughs> I have ordered a black pug though. I just, uh, do you know what I mean? But I'm calling he- him Pokley, not Oakley. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. There's a bit of a difference there. He's also, yeah, as he said, he's got the same trainers as me as well. I'm in black vans today. Yeah. But um, I'll give it a couple of weeks and you'll see the new the new yeah, night trainers, I'm, I'm sure. I'm going to get some pink and black ones. Hmm. <laughs> so go on, mate. Enlighten me. What do you want me to enlighten you on? What's some stuff on your agenda for today? Ooh, agenda. <coughs> well. Go on. There's one thing. So the past couple of weeks have been intense hmm. in terms of what the hell has been happening across the world. There's been what's been happening in Haiti. I don't know if you know about what's happening in Haiti. Yeah, you, you just, I can just tell Fuck, by your I face. I tried to hide it. I was you, like... literally, you literally know nothing of what's going on. No, I don't. The, the thing... What's happening in Haiti? Yeah, I'm not going to steal your thunder, man. Nah, steal it. I love no, that my thunder I, just, I feel bad. I don't want to do that. You've come in with this energy and like, I don't want to take that off. Yeah, now go on. You go for it. And I'll, I'll, confirm <laughs> if, I'll confirm if what you've read is correct, of course. <laughs> just to make sure we're giving out correct nah, information. But, like, but pretty much, obviously, Haiti's... Uh, leader president was assassinated a couple mm. months ago and then they've had a lot of natural disasters over the past couple of months so their whole country has been completely destabilized and destroyed and there's just been hundreds and thousands of Haitians that have like fled the country mm. from Haiti through South America up through Central America and now try to trying to seek asylum mm. in America and obviously Americans law if they're if by if people are seeking asylum like they have to let them in yeah but at the moment there's literally hundreds of thousands of haitians literally on the border of uh texas and they won't let them in have you not seen the pictures of like literally these rangers on horses like whipping people no oh my god i'm joking no i literally share my story I'm baffled. Mm. I'm baffled. Sorry, right. you're, you're educating me. You're educating me. I don't want to educate you. You should educate yourself. Mm. 
Go on. No, carry on. But um, yeah, so pretty much that's that's the issue <clears throat> in Haiti at the moment, and the fact that a hundred thousand are trying to get to. Because in my head now, hmm. whenever people, I think people have this misconception of when someone tries to seek asylum from their own, seek asylum in another country, there's like this very negative connotation towards it. But if you see the pictures, there is yeah. literally babies being carried by their like fathers through like a river. Like they're literally having to hold their baby like this through a river. And I'm like looking at that thinking no parent or no human would ever like put themselves through that much risk just to survive yeah, unless unless it was a lad it was their only option yeah like apparently they were literally traveling through south america through like some of the most dangerous like jungles areas and like hundreds of them have just died on the way there because they're they see america and getting to the states as literally their only option for mm. survival and again america for hundreds of years have painted this picture that they're the land of the free and yeah, the this the is the home of the brave and mm. this is where you come for your freedom where America's probably the last place you'd want to go as a person of colour at what's, the moment. What's happened? Like, so they're trying to get in. Have they been quite welcoming? In terms no, of like... like opposite. They've literally yeah. put up barricades of like vehicles along like the borders. They're like trying to close off each and every single border crossing. There's like a river from that you can cross from Mexico into the States and they've, it's like, it's one of those rivers where you can actually open up the the stream and like mm. control how much water comes through and they've actually opened it so like the river like level goes higher so it's harder for people to cross. It's like it's like people forget about humanity when it mm. comes to that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mate, we're all on the same planet, we're all on the same earth. I think in regards when everything happened and obviously what's going on at the moment with Afghanistan and stuff like that, and mm. those people coming over to Australia. I don't know like the extent, but as far as I'm aware, Australia have been quite welcoming. Yeah. I know that like Airbnb opened their doors to loads of people for a Yeah, that was like, the Airbnb thing is a worldwide thing. Oh right. Yeah, okay. it was yeah. just like every pretty much every yeah. Anyone who was willing to, mm. Airbnb was going to like cover the cost if they were willing to like allow people to stay in are their they, Are there not laws? So would there not be like a law in a country? Because I don't know much about politics. But would there not be a law in a country where if like, you know, there are certain loopholes that if people seek asylum due to X, Y, Z, there mm. would be capabilities for them to, you know, find asylum? What do you mean? Like, would there be kind of laws in place at the moment where obviously, you know, if let's say if I want to be in Australia, I need to be on a partner visa or a sponsorship, I need to do oh, that. Oh, no, no, but no. I'm like, yeah. listen, I've, I've come yeah. here no, that's, because I mean, That's what America has. So right, America okay, literally yeah. has a law, like, if someone is seeking asylum and fleeing their country, like... They're allowed entry. The, lo the, the law is, like, you have to let them in. But at the moment, like, they're just not abiding by the law. They're literally just not... Aren't there, like, ramifications, though, from not abiding by that law? There should be, but at the moment they're not really concerned. I think oh. I think the issue is it's gonna. It's I think it's the it's the numbers thing as well. I think obviously because there's like so many of them, mm. they're like, what are we gonna do when we let them in, kind of thing. Mm. And now I read a couple of days ago, the Biden administration is now, for for one, they some occasions that were getting into the country were getting flown back into into Haiti, which mm. I was like, what the hell's that? And also the Biden administration. Biden's the president of the yeah, United I know, States. I know, I know that. Okay, I got that just, one. just to make sure that Cheers, we're all mate. on the same level. Yeah. They're now looking at external contractors to, to, to like create these campsites in Guantanamo Bay to like host these Haitians. Do you know Guantanamo Bay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've what's, seen, I've seen Prison Break. What's Guantanamo it. Bay? It's like a like a place where like for prisoners. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like I said, mate, I've seen Prison Break. <laughs> okay. So, like, they're pretty much, like, creating, they're trying to look at external contractors, pretty much these organizations who want to make billions of dollars mm. to just, like, pretty much have these Haitians in, like, camps in Guantanamo Bay, where, like, pretty much there's no law there. Like, guards can do whatever they want to prisoners in Guantanamo Bay without any ramifications, because no one ever, would ever find out. But they're not sending them there as prisoners, because they're not well, prisoners. Well, they're not sending their, them as quote-unquote prisoners, but that's, they're probably going to end up in, like, a, a situation that would almost be identical well, what's to that. Guantanamo Bay? Is it, is it just like a prison? Is that pretty much all it is? Yeah. Right, okay. Fucked. Fuck. Yeah. That's the world we live in at the moment. It's crazy. Where it makes you feel a lot more, you know, that's why I always think, mate, it could be a lot worse, you know, when shit happens, you're having a really tough day. Shit could be a lot fucking worse. Yeah, that's a whole boy to look at that. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, be grateful for the position you're yeah, in. Yeah, I guess. Know? I guess. Things could be a lot worse, mate. You could be a lot more unfortunate. You're quite lucky with the life you've got, what you can do, your capabilities. So but then, think... dude, sometimes you think it's 
whenever you've been blessed with a situation where you are fortunate that you there's more that you should do with the fortunes that you have do you ever feel like that what in terms of like volunteer work charity not work even like, like yeah what do you not, mean? not even like that but like do you ever feel like sometimes because for me sometimes i'm like chilling working every day doing this podcast and i'll see stuff in the news like that hmm. and i guess it's more from my point because i'm like a black person mm-hmm. fuck off no way swear don't tell anyone though my accent gives it away <laughs> um, <laughs> i like that <laughs> but you know because i guess because i'm i'm like a black person I'm, and i see so many people that look like me yeah go through so much shit and mm. sometimes i'm like is there more i sometimes i feel like i should be doing more but i literally don't know i don't know what I, think, I can do or what I'm capable of doing. I think yet. from what from what I've seen, you're quite proactive on social media. Mm. When stuff comes up, you've made IGTVs when stuff was happening with like Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. You know, you're quite proactive. When there's been like conversations or debates, again, you're quite proactive. You won't just sit back if a statement's made. You yeah. at least want to understand where that's come from. So, I mean, I think that you do everything. I, th- I think that... I don't know how to say it. You know, you're doing what you can. There's always, there's always more we can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, no, I think that you're very proactive. I think one thing like I this. always try and do, especially with my Educating social... people and stuff like that. With my social media, because social media is such a powerful tool and that's where people, most yeah. people now with our, within our generation, the generation after us and some before us are mm-hmm. starting to use that as their main source of content and news. I definitely try to like sometimes like push the conversation so i would share something and if someone messages me about it i'll always try and engage yeah because i feel like as much as um there's more i could do i think having an engaging conversation about these topics is so important and like i'm not even there in terms of conversation where i'm trying to educate people because i'm done like with that if you want to learn about whatever the hell's going on don't start messaging people about it literally just Mm. go and look yourself Mm -hmm. about what's happening in haiti about Mm -hmm. What's happening in Afghanistan? Mm-hmm. What happens with, with with women rights in Texas? Like all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Like I never really messaged someone and like asked them, "Oh my God, what's going on?" Like yeah, tell me. Yeah, because like, it's it's such a loaded. Yeah, it's just like, like where do you want me to start? Do you want me to give you like three yeah. bullet points? Yeah, yeah I you get that. I, mean? I understand like, that. It's quite irritating. Well, like, this all started two hundred years ago. Do you want me to start yeah, from there? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like if I get where you're coming from. whenever you're that interested in something or genuinely interested in something, like you will go and look for yourselves. Yeah, and I can actually gauge whenever someone messages me on Instagram. So if you do this. I can tell <laughs> if like they message me and they actually don't know anything about the conversation and, and sometimes mm-hmm. it just feels like they just message just to show face mm-hmm. like people would like message just to like say something so they think that you actually care or mm. that you are doing your bit to like educate yourself or other people but it's like so obvious do you mean people do it to make just make themselves look good yeah to make yeah. themselves look good yeah. yeah yeah I understand that yeah people do it all the time and like I'm just like I can it's so it's so obvious it's yeah, so I think people really don't think when they're doing that how it comes across. But yeah, I get it. Like, I get it. When you're putting like something on Instagram and obviously something you know quite a lot about and something that you would think, and it is a really big thing happening at the moment, and someone's just go, oh, what's happening? You're like, what the fuck do you mean what's happening? Yeah. Like, if it looks so big to you that you need to ask me before asking, just probably have, have a look yourself. Have a look, yeah. Yeah, because it's not, yeah. No, I understand that. But I think in relation to your question, do you ever feel like you should do more? I mean, it's personal preference. Mm. You can always do more. But I think what you do day to day, I think it's, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. Mm. You know, outside of, you know, going to those countries or, you know, going to do volunteer work and stuff like that, which, you know, we all have our own lives at the end of the day and it's yeah. a personal choice and whatever you want to do, you can't fight for every single cause. That's just not no, how life 100%, 100% is. 100% agree you know? with that. And I think that's where like a lot of messages do get confused because people expect you to be like get a, saturated. a good human across the board. And unfortunately, you know, like, not everyone can do everything yeah. and you've got your causes and your fights and oh, all this 100%. kind of thing so um, yeah I think in regards to where you are in your life if you feel happy with it well then mate yeah you're doing the right thing yeah I totally agree with that I think because there's so much shit going on in the world mm. it, it is it is really easy to kind of like spread yeah like your attention to so many things to the point where things don't get done so someone like there's this someone I remember once I was a little bit tipsy in a McDonald's and um, I was sitting down and I was having my meal and at this time they were still using plastic straws. Mm. And, this, oh, seems like and this drunk girl was just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you're using a plastic straw. And I was a little bit tipsy and I was just like, I just lost it. 
I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, you're bloody McDonald's using a plastic straw. You well. got, it wasn't to you. you just no, like, she was just saying it to me. I said it to you. And I was like, what are you talking about? Just like, you're literally in McDonald's drinking from a plastic straw as well. Why are you giving off of me? It's like, if you cared about the turtles, and I was like, shut your mouth. I bet, like, you, didn't, I bet you didn't make her a coffee in the morning, did you? Yeah, uh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. But I, I, I went out. in and just like, you can't expect everyone to be fighting for every single cause yeah, in this world. You don't know who I am. You don't know what I do out, outside of this. I could be fighting for something else. And then there's like, if I was to fight for every single bad thing that's happened in this world, then nothing would get done. So just because I'm drinking plastic straw doesn't mean I'm not already fighting for something else. Fighting for animal rights. Fighting for Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Fighting for LGBTQ community. Yeah, like yeah. you can't like, you can't like disperse your attention to everything because then literally nothing would get done. That's why you have these yeah, different 100%. organizations. That's why you have different parts of medicine who are con- like focusing on leukemia, who's focusing on <coughs> heart disease, who's focusing on yeah. like arthritis. Yeah, 100%. You're not going to tell someone working on arthritis like you're a piece of shit. Why do you not care yeah, about heart disease XYZ. or lung disease? Yeah. It's like, no, they're there doing that. They're there doing that. And all of us together doing our own individual passion is making the healthcare system better or we're making the world better. So if someone's like doing something that you don't, if someone's not, if someone eats meat, shut your mouth, Mm. go away. Yeah. You want to be vegan, be vegan. I think at the end of the day, if someone comes to the conversation with that kind of attitude, there's not really much rationalization. Nah. Like you just fuck them off anyway. Yeah. They're just like if someone's coming to you with that, it's like, I don't need to give this energy to this conversation. I don't. I did learn when I was doing my first proper sales job out of uni was I was a street fundraiser. So signing people up to like direct debits. Whenever I tell people that I did that as a job, I always get the same reaction. It's like, Oh, you were one of those people. You're the ones that like try to make uh, eye contact with. Uh, I love your T-shirt, man. Oh my god, what did you draw? Oh my goodness, I uh, love your hat. Love your smile. Shut I up. I, ne- I never, I never had those cheesy lines. I was really good at my job. Okay. Um, but I know when I'd get into conversations with people, and you know, you'd have like your assumptions, which everyone does. You know, fuck about they don't do anything. You're in the conversation. Let's mm. see if I can get them to sign up. Oh, they're just lazy and all this. And from talking to people, you actually find out that you really have no idea what goes on behind closed yeah. doors. Because I would speak to people, and they're like, I actually donate to xyz or i do and not that saying that giving to charity is the be all and end all in terms mm. of what you can do because it isn't because you know massive conglomerate charities lots of the money don't go don't to go where it's aimed to go so at the end of the day the, the person it's, it's for the person well. it's for the person what they're doing you know mm. they're, they're doing that for them which is fine and it's you know i would speak to people and it's like fuck they're actually you know doing what they consider quite a bit and, that, and that's fair mm. you know that's fair and you can't judge people because they don't have the same beliefs as you and you can't push your beliefs on other people everyone just do your own thing yeah and just give other people a bit of a break and um you know any karens out there just back in your fucking box yeah did, did you ever find i'm not sure which one you're working for you obviously don't say it but mm. did you find whenever i mean we'll just check your linkedin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 wouldn't say because i worked for an agency oh, okay. and an agency we represented charities okay. i never worked direct for the charity but um did you find that was the biggest issue whenever you you were trying to like set people up they're like ooh, like they probably think it was a bit dodgy because well they'd say look i know that a portion of the money like a large portion of it doesn't get to where it's needed to be yeah and you know there would be things that we could say to like objection handle that like yeah. as always you know like you know if look if that and I do believe this. They're like, you know, fundraisers being on the street, doing what they do has increased revenue for charities exponentially. Yeah. I do think that. Yeah. Because, you know, you're forcing someone to do something or you're pushing someone to into, into, into a decision-making process. Mm. So I do think there is a benefit to it. But in regards to charities, I know that, yeah, I don't know the full ins and outs, but yeah, that would be a big issue. People are like, well, people who are more educated than me, I can't fight them on it. Yeah. If they're like, well, actually, I know about this one. And 60, I'm like, well, mate, I'm, done but yeah. my i would you know be able to the convince public. yeah, the, yeah. The, the more like gen pop you know the ones who aren't like completely in the know um to make a decision to get me my sales yeah, because some of those like heads of those charities are on massive money yeah but then sometimes i'm like it's a business though it's a business that. yeah i was gonna say like sometimes it's like yeah they're a lot of money but then me thinking about it from like a holistic point of view it's like this is like a charity that is helping millions mm. and by helping millions you need thousands of workers yeah. and by having thousands of workers you need people at certain levels 100%. of the hierarchy to be able to like keep the engine running and yes a charity but you can't expect people to work for free no. you know what I mean people say this to me so I'd be fundraising they'd be like you get paid to do this I'm like yeah do obviously you, do you have a job and they go yeah I'm like do you get paid and they go yeah I'm like fucking scandalous that isn't it yeah 
And they go, oh, I suppose so. I'm like, well, exactly, mate. What do you want me to do? Um, but yeah, it was a good job. Very, very fun job. I loved it. It was my first proper job out of uni, outside of selling other things in uni. It was my first proper job and uh, legal job. And uh, uh, I need to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything, mate. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to throw my dealer under the bus. Oh, thank no. goodness and, gracious uh, me. Anyway. It was, I honestly loved it. It was, uh, it was wicked just engaging with people every day, having the chat and just, it really, I guess, springboarded me to know that I really wanted to be in sales. sales. Yeah. It's just, it was so fun. I think if you, the gab. if you can do that kind of job, which is pretty difficult by any standard, I think, cause I've trained salespeople before. Yeah. I don't I, think I would enjoy it. Well, I used to train, I've had like, you know, trained in fundraising, tally sales, stuff like that. I've trained in like a, a number of different industries mm. and I always think if you can do that really well you're like very resilient and you know persistent and i think they're really good attributes and a lot of other managers who i speak to a lot of their top salespeople have come from industries like that yeah where you just have to just keep going no matter what and you don't care it's like water off a duck's back yeah so, i know you're, you're definitely <clears throat> persistent that's for sure yeah yeah your sales tactics don't work with me though <laughs> i don't try hard enough that's why. <laughs> Let me take a drink. Mm. Ah, bloody lovely. But yeah, that's uh, that's I wanted to go on that bit massive bit of a tangent about Haiti. That's there. an interesting topic. I like yeah, it. there's other stuff, but we uh, we'll save that for another day. Maybe everyone wants to listen to the main topic. What we'd like to discuss. Wait, what else have you got there? What do you mean? What else have you got there? That was the main topic. Oh, is that the main topic? <laughs> um, I was thinking about. Do you know what I've noticed, actually? On all these pods, I listen back to you. Whenever you, like, go to bring something up, you're always like, so I was thinking the other day. And you say the same sentence every day before you talk about the topic. You're always like, I was, I was thinking. thinking the other day. Because I always think. I know, but it's always, so I was thinking the other day. It's I just always you think. always say that same I'm, sentence. I'm a thinker. The other day, I was having a thought. I always think. Yeah, go on. Um, so I was, uh, I was on I was in Instagram. Yeah, of course. And Being an influenza. Shut up, you absolute <laughs> delinquent. <laughs> I'm just jealous, um, mate. I just want to swipe out. Um, I can't remember the name of this this podcast. It's called I think Eight at the Table or something it's called. It's an American one. And they talk about they talk about relationships and they're quite intense with their with because mm. they have different people on different episodes and they're quite intense in terms of the type of topics and even just the opinions. Mm-hmm. Just very a lot of them are just very American to the point where, like, some of the some of the women are just like, "Yeah, if I had a man, like, I wouldn't expect expect to pay for anything like that kind of like." Oh, I opinion. think I've seen clips like this, but this one, uh, this one was this guy was talking about pretty much the difference between having a high sex drive and a, yeah. and a high sexual appetite. Cool. So let me get the definition of yeah. Give of, me a definite. You explained it before, but it's yeah. The definition of appetite. Appetite would be hunger. If I was like related to what we do, you know, appetite would be hunger. Desire would be a want. So, why uh, desire? Well, desire. I don't know. Desire. You want something. It's like an idea. It's like a. Preference. Wait, where's the word desire come from? It's you just said appetite and desire. Drive. Oh, sorry. Drive. Sorry. Appetite <laughs> and drive. Yeah. Drive. W- so appetite is a natural desire to satisfy bodily okay. need, especially for food. So it's a natural. Okay. Cool. And then he was pretty much talking about high sex drive versus high sex appetite. Mm-hmm. So the way he was, I was like, Ooh, okay, what what does that mean? So the way he explained is like your appetite, a high sex appetite is your want to try different things. Mm-hmm. Try different women or if you're mm-hmm. a woman or whatever you're into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, try male or female, different, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But your high sex drive is your... Like almost your level of being able to do it with that with one person. So, for example, I've dated girls who don't sleep around. Mm-hmm. So that I would count them having low sex appetite. But when you're but when you're with them, like their drive is up there. Like they're just one all the time. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like you may couple of lads, I would count them as having high sex appetite. Mm-hmm. Because they could like sleep with loads of different women. They could sleep with a different girl every night mm-hmm. and be fine with it. But I wouldn't count their 
sex drive is high because when they're seeing someone like they won't they wouldn't like their you want for shagging or sleeping with that person constantly is not as high as if they were single mm-hmm. and able to like sleep with countless different people so for example yourself <laughs> what's about to happen <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking i'm trying to i'm trying i'm trying to use someone as an example you'll be able to see my look as you as you go back through this <laughs> what's he about to do no so i would is consider that coming? i consider like someone with a high sex drive someone who doesn't sleep around but when they're in a relationship like their level of wanting sex is like 10 out of 10 Sorry, can you say that again? So you you would consider someone with a high sex drive, uh-huh. someone who doesn't fe- feel the need to want to sleep with different men. Okay, cool. Can you have a high sex drive and a high sex appetite? Yeah, obviously sex is on a spectrum, so yes. No, okay. Well, I'm just yeah. trying to get an understanding. Yeah, okay, you cool. wouldn't be able to be like, yeah, I don't have a high sex drive, but I have a sex appetite. But so would you say drive is more to do with being with one person or can drive still be with... Yeah, I'm just trying to... Based on, based on what he said and based on the conversation I've had with a couple of people, they're like, normally the drive, you you only really know more about the drive whenever you're with that one person. So it's only with because, the one? Okay, cool. Because I think the key to knowing if you have a high sex drive is whenever you're with that one person and if you're able to still want, if your level of like sexual drive or arousal with them is like the same over like a longer period of time. So obviously when you first get with someone. It's never going to be like that though, is it? Not necessarily. Because well, you pe- go up and downs, you know what I mean? You're not always going to be shagging like yeah, five, but, six times a week. Yeah, but not. But like, you could. You could, but like yeah. in, in relationships and stuff, you, you go, like it's, it is up, it's always going to be up and yeah. down. Like no one, no way has someone been with someone for 20, th- like, okay, exception doesn't make the rule in general. Yeah. Um, you know, people have been dating for like 30, 40 years yeah. so like, every week, six times a week, <laughs> we have been shagging. Like, but nah. then also, but then also, the sex drive, I don't think, even has to be with the, what's the word, like the frequency. Mm. It could just be in terms of your want for it, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like whenever you in in that moment, is it like still passionate? Are you still having a great time? Mm. Or are you just going through the motions? Because if you weren't, if your sex drive is low, you could just you can still have sex and just just do it and then stop. I was probably yeah. I I would say I was going through the motions at one point. Probably. Yeah. With my ex and stuff like that. Like, and that's because the I was drive, probably just there because I yeah. was like, I feel like it yeah. just, yeah. Whereas like, I think with the appetite thing, more so if you're someone who's willing to sleep around, that would count as an appetite because your quote unquote drive may be high, but it's only because what you're trying is new. Because you're oh, with a new girl, so you're probably going to like try and perform to make sure she thinks you're good in bed. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you'd want to at least last like more than two minutes, definitely. I say it's like a minimum two minutes, you reckon? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, That's yeah. interesting. I do like that. <clears throat> I think that. Just thinking before when you were like, so anyway, what I think you are. <laughs> um, I do like that though. I think it's quite. So, what would you. <sighs> Without, I don't know if this is like throwing each other under the bus. What would you say you... Oh, should we not answer that? Is that not something? I've been through stages. I think it's stages. I think mm. when I first became single, I was predominantly appetite. Yeah. Like massively. Yeah. When now it's like that's not always on my mind 24-7. Mm. I'm more into like... I have a good time with someone and it, if I'm having fun, it like adds to it. Like quite often, if it's just sex alone and there's nothing else it gets very boring after a while and i'm like this is just dull yeah and it's very boring and you know you always need to be you always need to be stimulated in in multiple different ways for someone to keep your attention that has to be intellectual Mm. and physical emotional whatever all all the alls Mm. that there are like and that that's how something is ever gonna like last as long as you'd like it to be there has to be something about that person that is literally ticking there could be like a minimal amount of boxes that they have to tick. And if they're not hitting that, mm. say you have four things that you want someone to like, boxes you want to tick with someone. If they're not hitting that four, then it's just not going to last. Mm. So I guess like you could meet a really good looking girl, good looking guy mm-hmm. and you hit it off. But then after spending maybe three or four dates with them or four separate times with them, you realize like you're just getting bored. 
Mm. Because there's nothing else about them that's like intriguing you or enticing you or leaving you wanting more. Yeah. Because you're not being stimulated in all those singular aspects of you that you'd like them to. Mm. That's what I find anyway. I think that relates to like the whole having sex thing on a first date. I think it doesn't matter if you have sex with someone on a first date. If they're interested in you, they're interested in you. Mm. And it doesn't mean they're going to be less interested just because you sleep with them. Because if you bring more to the table than that, they're going to be encapsulated by those yeah. other parts of you. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, yeah. But then also, so like whenever, you can also flip that and say about if, if you give yourself the chance to show them those other aspects of you, there is a higher chance that they may stay longer or stay with you. What do you mean? That's what, isn't that what I just said? Is that different to what I just said? Yeah. Oh, right. So yeah. you're just not, because you, I'm just like being devil's advocate because how people would maybe argue. It's like if, yeah, if, if someone sleeps in the first date and they leave you, then at least you know you're not going to waste time. But it's like, if that's the only thing that, you're using to keep them there that's the issue oh 100 percent. yeah you can't be using your pussy as a currency when it comes to you just it doesn't work but then also it's like sometimes if people do hold off a little bit longer and create as the boy detox says a sense of mystery Mm. or create a sort of relationship within themselves where they begin to learn about each other a little bit more Mm -hmm. learn to understand each other a little bit more like the intellectual side of it, maybe there's some more emotional side of it that might heighten the sexual experience and then there's probably a, a better chance that it's going to last longer. But I think obviously every time it's going to be different. situational. Yeah, it's always different. Yeah, like it, there is no... And I think that's the thing whenever it comes to like the life of dating. There's so much information, so much advice out there and a lot of the information advice is unreal and it's really good to see different points of view. But like literally every single person that you date or end up with is just going to be so different. 100%. So whatever technique you use or whatever way of approaching a situation with one person that you used and it worked, like literally it's probably not going to work. You could literally mm. do the exact same thing with your next partner yeah. and they'll be like, no. like like, And then that's the goal comes down to attachment styles and love languages. Like what mm-hmm. you did for your ex that worked really well in the first three dates could lot. literally... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I was going to say any of there, but... <laughs> um, oh. But, like, whatever you did with your ex the first few dates that yeah. maybe would have wooed her, that yeah. probably won't work or may not work with the next person. You know what I mean? And I think people mm. need to understand, like, you need to take each situation and each person you date by... on a on a different person basis kind of thing. Mm. Can't remember. I don't know what word I was looking for there. But a case-to-case basis, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. You know 100%. what I mean? Like this person enjoyed that, but that we've broken up. So maybe my approach needs to be slightly different. I would like, yeah, I would relate a lot of that to what I do like in sales, like with my job. Mm. Just because you sell to one client successfully, it doesn't mean how you sold to them is gonna and work. the stuff is going to work for someone else because they have different needs, different wants, different problems, different mm. solutions for that. It's never, it's not that it's never going to be the same. It, there could be similarities, but yeah. it's never going to be dead on. Yeah. You know, one line for them isn't going to be the same for one line for another. Yeah. So, yeah, 100%. It's definitely case by case and it's being intuitive. When do you think is the... What's one of the questions I had here? It was... Uh, so, I was, I was having a thought the other day. Hmm. <laughs> you think? Uh, <laughs> how long does it take to move on? How long would it take you to move on? And let's put it in the context, let's say from like, you know from like a proper relationship where you were dating for, I don't know, two years, maybe. How long did it take you to move on? Yeah, like what's the right time to move on? How how, how would you do that? How how does one move on? Um, I don't think there is a... Like a one-size-fits-all? There's all. no one-size-fits-all. I think it also depends. It depends on what how the relationship was. It depends on how it ended. It depends on who and when. Who, who clocked out first and mm. when they clocked out. Because I know a lot of people who have been in relationships and they were maybe in a three or four year relationship 
and maybe for the last year they were on and off mm. or maybe for the last six months they kind of like just didn't care anymore mm. and it's like was the moving on period six months from whenever you were still in that relationship to when it actually ended and then maybe another six so then maybe the move on period was like a year yeah you because they already yeah. mentally moved on but you maybe physically out, yeah. they're like still in the relationship that's fair so i think i think again case-to-case basis and it just depends on the mindset because i think obviously when it comes to emotion it comes about how you think about the relationship how you look back on it do you look back on it fondly mm. do you look back on it with distaste with annoyance with anger with hatred and i think that definitely has an impact on how on how you you move on and i think again men and women generally move on quite differently i find i feel like men oh i can't generalize but i think when i broke up i just wanted to just sleep around Mm. because you know it just like makes you not think about the stuff that you're having to deal with yeah i think a lot of guys do that they're just Mm. like you know just go out and just shag as much as they can but but again people then also react or act very differently when they break up for example i rang it over when we were on the phone the other day i was like oh yeah so and so just ignored me you know what i mean oh you bumped into x name yeah yeah we're not going to say their their name but an individual who yeah. you might have bumped into yeah i bumped into an individual i was like hello <laughs> and she just like stared at my face just stared me in the face and just walked on and you know what i mean like it's very grown up if you're listening very um, mature but you know what i mean like she obviously has to deal with however she wants to deal with the situation and move on the way she has mm. to. But again, like that, there's been a quite an elongated period of time since we were together. Yeah. And she's obviously still some in some way start trying to process that. You know what I mean? It's only human. It is what it is. She's seeing you pop up on Combank is not helping. <laughs> Getting money out of the ATM and there I am. She's sitting there with the new mister watching TV, your face pops up. <laughs> Well, this is awkward. Apparently, I popped up in Optusport last last night. I can check you out. Um, no, nah, but you know what I mean. That's, yeah, so I that's, that's how I think. What about you? What do you think is your? Well, my mechanism. Um, what for moving on? I would just when I did, I just try to sleep around as much yeah. as I can because I was in like a three and a half year relationship. No, but what do you, uh, not even like what you did, but like what do you think the time frame is? Same same question. Like how long? I feel like we mentally. Ch- uh, I feel like it was going down the shitter for like a longer period of time. It wasn't just at the very end. Because obviously when you break up with someone, it's never just like, there's a lot of things that lead up to that point. So it could have been, yeah, it could have been happening for like six months. So it could have been happening for that period of time. But you know, how long does it take to move on? It really just depends. Like we ended in a very like mutual way where we just knew we weren't right for each other. Mm. So it's not like we were left. Oh no, but I want to be with you. You don't want to be with me. That would be slightly different. We ended very much. It was a mutual ground. So we knew it was for the best. So moving on was a lot easier Mm. and I was able and she was able to get over it a lot quicker. If she was able to get over it quicker. No, no, no. We were both able to get over it, like you know, oh, at, like okay, a quicker yeah. period of time. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. there was like emotional pain there because you miss mm. that person in your life, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like Fuck, I really want to be with you. There was yeah. none of that. It was more just like I'm going to miss your friendship and yeah. miss you around and you know miss those times. But you know, in terms of like moving on, yeah, I think that it really just. Sorry, the question you said is how. What was the question? <laughs> so no, sorry, because I've gone on the tangent. I've gone oh, on the tangent. No, no, I, was, I was just saying like how long. Was it for you? How long oh, do you how think? How long is it for me? Yeah. Or how if, do you think? If I'm being really it, honest, how long? The exact same question you asked me. Yeah, sorry, I sorry. That. I know, sorry, I forgot. Um, <laughs> how long it was for me, if I'm being honest, it wasn't a very long period of time. Like mm. When I moved to Bond, but I like, think... But it, you'd already like mentally checked out. Though, mentally checked out. Checked out a couple like, of weeks. You're in it. Like a couple of weeks. I was already like, kind of like yeah. get, getting back to like, maybe like give it a month, probably mm. a month to six weeks. I was like getting feeling back to normal. The first week, it was awful. Yeah. But like, because we'd already mentally checked out within six weeks, obviously moving to a new place. There yeah. were so many other like different variables. But within six weeks, I'd say I was like kind of moving back to normal. But you think- so many distractions as well. I had parties yeah. and dates and, you know, so many distractions. Do you think there's a difference between moving on? And just distracting yourself? No, but a difference between moving on and also understanding that it, it was like the best decision. It's like obviously people will end relationships and struggle to move on but knowing that it was actually the right thing for them mm. to do if that makes sense there's a really interesting tiktok video i saw and i wish i'd saved it because i would have played it but he was oh let me see if i've saved it you might have liked it 
had this conversation with a friend last week who wanted to break up with her boyfriend. And she's like, I just don't want to hurt him. And I said, have you ever been really badly hurt in a relationship before? She said, yeah. I was like, how many times? She goes, three. I said, what was the worst? She goes, this one. I said, what happened? She told me. I said, how bad was it? She said, so bad. I said, but when you look back on that pain now, what did you learn? And she started going, nothing. And I said, no, what did you really learn? She goes, well, this and that and that. Oh, if not for that, I wouldn't have met this person, this and that and that. And that. I was like, would you take that breakup out of your timeline now if you could? Like, would you? She goes, well, I guess now they put it that way, no. I said, well, what if I paid you $1,000? Would you take it out of timeline? She goes, well, actually, no. So how grateful are you that he broke your heart? She goes, yeah, I guess I'm super grateful. And I said, so why are you robbing this partner of that opportunity? Why are you robbing him of his growth? She goes, fuck, I'm ringing him right now. So don't ring him. Take a day, think about it, and then have a chat, which she did, and she exited the relationship in a beautiful and loving way. Without. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that's sick. Really interesting. And I think so many people, they're like, you know, I just feel bad and I don't want to hurt them. Yeah. It's like, well, you're hurting them by, by not being honest because if it's not right for you, it's not right for them. If it's not right for them, it's probably not right for you. Yeah, I think you have to look at relationships um, as blessings and lessons. Yeah, 100%. So I wouldn't take any Where, of it back. Yeah, like I wouldn't take any of it back. Mm. But I think what you have to look at is that the lessons that you learn from pre- previous relationships are going to benefit you for the blessings that you're going to receive in the future. 100%. So yeah, maybe the relationship that you had with your last girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever didn't work out well. But the lessons that you learned from that will literally be so important for when the new person in your life who will mm. be your blessing they will benefit from everything that you learned previously. And if you're not growing and developing and learning from every single situation or relationship that you're in, then you're doing something wrong. I think a lot of people, they just, I think a lot of people going through situations instead of trying to learn and, you know, be self-reflective from a situation, mm. they kind of just like, now nah, fuck it, that person hurt me. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to shut myself off. I'm going to do this. And it's like, that is such a fixed, closed off mindset. Yeah. And you think that you're like getting back at them when you're doing it. You think you're showing the world that that's what it's done. But really, all you're doing is damaging yourself and you're fucking up the next potential relationship you could be getting into. Exactly. So you're not doing anyone any favors, especially yeah. yourself by doing that. Yeah, because acting like that, like whoever hurt you before, like you acting like that is no, having no bearing yeah. in their life. They could be off doing doing whatever they want to do better in their lives and themselves and then you're pretty much there being bitter and And that's great that's great that they told you they're not interested Mm -hmm. in you that's amazing you now know that they're not interested in you there's um actually takes me on to like my next point when do you think is the right time to walk away we touched on this a couple of episodes but i don't think we did like a a real like when do you think it's the right time to walk away Um. Whenever the cons outweigh the pros, mm. whenever all the good things don't seem as good anymore, whenever all the bad things that y- you aren't enjoying about the relationship, all the things that aren't serving you, all the things that aren't allowing you to grow, mm. all the things that aren't allowing you to become the person you want to be or know you can be, whenever those things in that relationship or hindering your your growth and your development, I think that's when you need to move on. Whenever there's aspects of that person that you think may or may not change, I think that's when you need to move on. Whenever there's things you've maybe mm. asked them, whenever there's things you've maybe spoken about that openly to them and said, this is detrimental to our relationship, and if you keep doing this, like it's, it's just not going to work. If they keep doing that, that's when you know it's time to move on. There's so many different aspects in relationships that will give you an idea of, as to whether this person is good for you. And I think so many people are able to see those bad things, but I think people are, whenever they look at their relationships, especially if it's been a long time, it's so they mm. see it as, as an easier option just to stay, even though they know it's bad. So I think whenever the relationship isn't serving you, I think that's when you've got to move on. And could the servant could be different things, different levels of, of non-servant. I think that it's a really good point. I think that I've just lost my main point. Um, give me a second. Yeah. I think so many people 
they get into these conversations. I was listening to something that Matthew Hussey did a couple of days ago, and it was mm. really interesting. And so many people, they get into these moments where they have like threatening breakup conversations, or they break up and then they come back to each other. So as an example, you know, I did this in my previous relationship where, you know, we probably didn't handle it the best way due to a multitude of reasons. Mm. But, you know, you have these conversations where you're like, okay, we keep going back and forth. It's time to have the real chat. I think that we potentially won't work out. And then usually one partner goes, so you know what? I've decided I'm going to work on it. I'm going to change. I'm going to make these things better. And you go, okay, cool, sweet. And then two weeks later, you come back to that conversation again. Yeah, like, conversation. well, one minute, one minute. I, I, I really don't think we're going to work out. We, we've already tried to do this. And we've already tried to do that. And, you know, I really don't think we're going to work out. And, you know, like you might go away and give that person another chance one or two times or even three times if you want to. But it comes to a point where you need to really ask in like a soberly, a real you need to really ask in a complete sober way and not emotionally charged at all like when you do have that conversation to ask what is actually going to change and why is it so important to you like why is it actually going to change why is this going to be any different from any other conversation we've had where you settle back into inertia and we get back to normal living where we start butting heads all the time? Mm. And why is it actually going to be different? Please an answer me that in a, in a completely unemotionally charged way. Why do you think it's actually going to change? And mm. I think it's important to ask that because if you're not putting in those steps and you're actually quantifying it, you know, what gets measured gets improved. Yeah. Nothing is really going to change. And so many people, they can, and I did it, you can live with low-level chronic pain for years. Mm. You can. Like with your knee, you'd go football and it hurt a little bit and you went back and you hurt a little bit and it went back and suddenly it's like, boom, you hit a crescendo. I now can't play anymore. Yeah. And so many people, they live with that low-level chronic pain until it's too far. And I think those signs, those early-on signs of having those kind of conversations mm. is when you need to have that kind of conversation of genuinely, why do you care enough that it will change? And, even and if, if you, you can't answer that question... It's probably then time to walk away. And even when you ask why, you, and they say, "This is why," or "This is what I'm going to do," I think the next question is like, "How? How are you going to yeah. do that?" You know what I mean? Are you seeing a count? Are you seeing yeah. a relationship counselor? Well, what are you listening yeah. to? What are you writing down? Because I, I said I would do these things, but I never did. Yeah, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to do that, but it, but I never really did. Yeah. So that right there shows my level of commitment. Yeah, exactly. You know, and yeah. it didn't match what they were willing to do. Mm. And so I think that question is really important to ask, you know, when you get to that point. Yeah. That was very heartfelt. I know. Fuck. Let's get on the piss. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he, I was listening to a podcast he did with Michaela Peterson mm, where, good you know, anyone, ha anyone who hasn't listened to it, listen to it. Michaela Peterson, really awesome. Matthew Hussey, fucking wicked. And it, it's just, yeah, I listen to that and I relate to that so much and I know that so many other people would relate to that. Yeah. And that really hit me very hard because I probably should have had that conversation a lot earlier on than yeah. when it did because I only ended up hurting that person, you know? Life's all about growth. There's a lot of growth and discomfort, 100%. And, blessings you know, and blessings. Yeah, 100%. Well, everyone, Yeah. thank you very much. Hope you learned something. Should we leave it on a brighter note? What's the brighter note? Um, this is episode 18. I'm buying some trainers, copying Dwayne style. We got some merch coming out eventually when I get to it. And some other stuff. Um, <laughs> hold for like a thumbnail. Uh, hold for a thumbnail? Yeah. And that's us. All right, thank you, everyone. Um, have a nice day or night or whenever yeah. you're listening to this peace and love and it's been an absolute pleasure stay safe bye